Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor, and today I'm joined by Allison Oconee, the community care pastor, yes, and indeed. Brian Cobley, our student director. Yes. Um, today's a little different because usually in the past we've been recording our follow-ups immediately after the message, which tended to be like a Wednesday or Thursday, right, when we mm-hmm. were pre-recording, but now that we've started live streaming... Um, we don't really know what to do. So we're trying this out on a Tuesday. <laughs> our um, new, new normal. Our new, new normal. So um, it's going to be a little different. Obviously, we're a little bit more removed from the message because in the past, we record like we recorded the message and then took all of our gear over somewhere and recorded it, you know. Yeah, I, I do feel more prepared for talking about this <laughs> message than I have in the past, though. Yeah. Well, I, it's funny because I think you feel more prepared, but like for me... I don't feel as prepared because it's like, oh, I was listening to the message like as much as I could because I was filming, but like it was fresh in my mind. So mm-hmm. kind of revisiting it. This is more what the people of Arbor will be experiencing, right? Like what they're experiencing this morning or when they watch it will be exactly what we're going through right now because it's actually removed from yeah. the message. So it'll actually be a follow-up for like the first time. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool though because I think um, Sunday Christians – get inspired by a message and then by the time Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday comes, they either would have forgotten it maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying your message. No, yeah. They I forget. mean nobody nobody <laughs> but, forgot no chance my Brian, message. No chance. Like, probably... But it's a challenge to remember to like continue, you know, letting that word dwell in you richly, right? Yeah. And do a good work in you. So it, it's even good training for us to Yeah. For well, I mean, especially it. for those who you know, on Sunday felt really good, and then Monday came by, and it was like the worst Monday, and <laughs> it hasn't stopped since, where you kind of just forget. Yeah. Yeah. So this series, Letters to a Young Church, this was kind of the brainchild of the two of you, correct? Well, if we found, or rewind yeah. like a year and a half ago, this was all Allison. Oh, that's right, in our yes. meeting where we sat around and pitched ideas. Yeah, so I mean, to let the yeah. let everybody know where this stemmed from was... Uh, like a year and a half ago as a staff, we all met because we were trying to plan sermons for the future. And we were all given the task to come up with uh, like four or five sermon ideas that we would like to see for the church. So we all gave our ideas. Uh, Hayden, I remember you came up with worship and we had the very long. Yeah, I think I got the title for the longest sermon series this year so far. So last year. So you won, you got one. That's um, a lot of points to get an all summer long yeah. series choice. Yeah. So, and uh, it went exactly as I thought it would go. <laughs> none of my options. Uh, Hashtag twenty twenty. <laughs> none of my options were picked. Now I can't even remember if yeah. they were good. Um, I think they were good. Thank you, bro. Yeah, it just got erased. But Allison came up with some pretty good ones. She had a cheesy one. I had some bad ones. You had a pretty cheesy one about a cell phone or like FaceTiming or something. <laughs> and then you call it FaceTime. It was prayer, right? It was FaceTime and prayer. Yeah. So <laughs> I I tend to go cheesy now and then. But I like dude, it. I love this one. But though. you came up I was with, happy with this. letters to a young church because at that time you were thinking of doing this as we were celebrating our third birthday, mm-hmm. and we all were like. In, as as staff, we were all like, Allison wins. Like, that's the best series. Yeah. Um, but it got rejected. <laughs> it did. It's the story of my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now at this time, as we're celebrating our fourth, we wanted to bring it back. Yeah. Because it was a good idea and still is as a church. And we won't be young forever. You know, we are coming up on our four-year birthday, but... 
gosh, you know, pretty soon we're going to be middle aged, yeah, right? It, you were about to say anniversary. Is is it anniversary? Or is I it think birthday, birthday is, is be better. Best. Yeah. So churches get born, not married. So, but it's isn't it the the bride and groom, the of bride of Christ? You might be right. Let's look into that. <laughs> Let's have our fact checker in the back look into that. You look into that. <laughs> Thank you. Fact checker. <laughs> he or she will get back to us. On Everybody that. weigh in yeah. on the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Take a poll. Um, so this is kind of, at least for me, this is one of our first at Arbor, like truly exegetical series, like walking through a book of the Bible. We did Psalms. Since you've been here. Psalms, yeah. We since did, I've been yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did yeah, do not, Psalms. Not in Arbor's history, but since I've been here, this is like the first time where we don't have like a topical series. This yeah. is more of a, we're going to go through these books. So you went through First uh, Thessalonians 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. What is the kind of roadmap? Is it all just First Thessalonians? I actually don't know what this series is going to arc over. And we are starting with First Thessalonians, and then after that we're going to go into Galatians, if I'm correct. And it is believed that those are the two first letters of Paul. There's actually some oh, debate okay. that some people believe that the Galatian letter is actually Paul's first letter. Oh, okay. There's people who believe that Thessalonians is, and it's all depending upon what I found out in research is the Jerusalem Council in the book of Acts. Mm. So some people think that uh, Galatians was written before that council happened because okay. Paul would have referenced it uh, if it happened afterwards. So yeah, there's just a timeline. So one of these two letters are the first letter, so we're gonna yeah. we're going through both of them. The Jerusalem Council is a lot like Coachella. Like you can't mention the fact that you didn't go to Coachella. So if Paul didn't mention going to Coachella, yeah, he did. It was written after, right? I wish it's I was kind of cool enough to understand. <laughs> that is you awesome. Know what Coachella is. I know what Coachella is, but yeah, yeah. I didn't know you couldn't talk about it. Like the Fight Club. No, you know, like no, the no, one. Don't, oh, I don't know, talk I know. I've learned. You can't, I can't talk about that. Anytime I bring it up, people don't are tell like, anybody about the Arbor's <laughs> Fight Club. And if you're a football team, you don't talk about tanking. What? You don't talk about what? Tanking. I don't know what that is. Anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> you were really committing to that bit, and I liked it, <laughs> but not the right format for this. This isn't a stand-up hour. Um, so First Thessalonians one through ten. Next week is Allison. Yep. Um, this Sunday, actually. Yeah. Next week. Um, this Sunday is Allison. And what's yours? Is it just picking up First Thessalonians Yeah, 11? so basically what we're doing is between now and Easter, walking through these two letters that yeah. Paul had written, and we're saying, what what were the truths then that yeah. are still true for us today? Yeah. And yeah. so for me, in the upcoming Sunday, we're talking about what is a pastor's heart yeah. for her congregation. Nice. <laughs> Although Paul would probably be... Shocked to hear heard that, <laughs> but because I'm speaking, uh, yeah. what is a pastor's heart yeah. for, their congregation? for their congregation? Yeah, okay. Um, She's picking up in chapter two. There's no verse eleven. Just to let you know. Right. You said First Thessalonians. 11. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> First Thessalonians two, and then it will be yes, sorry. Yeah. 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 Just pacing me. through, like, <laughs> if I read the Bible before, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, so you guys picked these books because. I mean, primarily, they're the first two. Also, were they just books where you're like, this is very good for Arbor right now? Or, or was it just the fact of Letters to a Young Church, these are the first two we wrote? My passion sense. was just, let's go chronologically. Yep. Like, what were the first two? And can we 
because we're a young church, what things um, apply to us still yeah. today, you know? Yeah. And as we're finding out, there's just so much. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Brian. Yeah. Your, before I talk about your message real fast, the, Allison already kind of said it, our main point for the series, like the, the, the through line of the series is truths for then are truths for today. Yes. The main point of your whole message yesterday was let's be a let's be a church of um, faith, love, and hope. Correct? Yes. Um, Good job saying that because I kept finding myself the order, to say the faith, order, yeah. faith, hope, and love. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and these and three remain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty sure in the sermon I I might have switched them with my language sometimes too because I'm I'm so used to well, the faith, hope, and love. Yeah, the um the slides that you gave me on Wednesday when we did the practice live stream, you had it the other way around. And then when I got your notes like Saturday night, you had it in the correct order. The one that you preached on Sunday. Really? Yeah. So I had to change that up, which was no big deal. It's, it's two words. You just flipped them. You always started off with faith, but, but it's funny. You self-correct because you remember the first Corinthians. The first time it was faith, hope, and love. And then, I had to change it around, but I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna check that because I think you might have just switched it around. Because oh my god, I Brian Cobley can never be wrong. Weigh in in the comments who you <laughs> think is right. <laughs> um, Remember, I, yeah, I, those of you watching, I teach your children, so yeah. <laughs> be on my side. You teach their youth. Michael teaches their children, <laughs> right? Okay, Brian so, can never be wrong. Yeah, Brian can never be wrong. <laughs> um, so. When you when you heard about this, you were preaching the first time. Did you get excited because it kind of took you back to like our college days of like uh, biblical interpretation and and the whole like research phase? I know that like you got access to like Logos, so that was like a very big day for you. It was a big day. You <laughs> were like nerding out over all the commentaries and and scripture that you could kind of you know pour over. Yeah, I I mean as you know, I love. Uh, Expository, expository sermons. I this love is doing, news to me. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to explain for people who, what expository means? Yeah, that's good. good yeah, so you. expository, so there's two different approaches when it comes to preaching um, where you could either do expository or topical. Mm -hmm. Topical is that you have an idea of, uh, I want you know the congregation to learn about love. Mm -hmm. So then you start finding verses that support what you're trying to teach about yep. love. Expository is... You start with your text, and then you find a point that the text is saying. Yep. So it's just which direction you're going with yeah. it. So expository sermons is, like we did on Sunday, here's 10 verses, here's the point of yeah. the, these 10 verses. And exegetical just means the work that you do within those verses. So yeah. looking up Greek words, looking up meanings, looking up, you know, j yeah. just different stuff about this. That's that's the hard work. So, yeah. yeah so, and Bible college, Hayden and I, that we attended, that's all we learned how that's to do. That's all we learned was They didn't teach us topical. Yeah. It was almost like you should never do topical. Yeah. Well, and, but to be fair, like, Arbor's history is rich with, like, let's take the Peter series, yep. right? Yeah. Like, we learned about Peter as, um, I don't know, pull out one yeah. of the Peter things, and then we'd pick a narrative, yep. a, a chunk of scripture that talked about, you know, that we part would, of him. We, yeah. as Arbor, were topical, but the point that we're trying to grab, we grab a whole section. And yes. Do, yeah. and yes. Yeah. Um, but a our little school, bit of a hybrid. Our, our school, school yeah. would do that. Oh, yeah. And well, so, 
Yeah. That's why I decided uh, for me growing in, in preaching that I wanted to find a church like Arbor yeah. because <clears throat> I can do this work. I can, I can, I can do the research and teach yeah. people what I researched that I didn't have the skill of like, honestly, think of the concept of love. This is what I told people. How do pastors, how do preachers go up and preach for 40 minutes, four times about love? I can tell yeah. you in 10 seconds, love your neighbors. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Now go. <laughs> now go. go. You know what to do. Just do. Just go do yeah, it. Just go I, do just, that. I, I guess go do it. You know, you read the you yeah, read so the scripture. I definitely wanted to learn yeah. from a church like Arbor how to yeah uh, do that. But going back to this is is like going back to my yeah. roots. So yeah, it is fun. It is fun yeah. to you know go back. I would say yeah, going to the college that we went to, and then also like the churches that you and I were both involved in. Like we were, you know, probably from when I was eighteen to twenty three, twenty four has been just like. What is that? Six years of just exegetical preaching. So coming to Arbor, it was like really refreshing because I was like, oh, I haven't heard topical in so long. Yeah. Like I hear it every once in a while, but like it's mainly like what was what was the book? Was it John? Is that what Eagle was in for like almost the whole time we were there? Like it was just the the book of John. Four, like, years, yeah, four of John. years of John, <laughs> which it's a good book to spend yeah, four like, years on. But yeah. like coming to Arbor and it was like my first message was like great expectations. It was like a one-off, I believe for the new year. And then all the messages following, it was super refreshing. But then being at Arbor now for like a year and a half to hear like an exegetical sermon, I was like, Oh, okay. So we can do this. We can do both. And right. And I think that's the whole conversation about top topical versus exegetical. It's both. And like, it's people like topical people yeah. like exegetical, but yeah. like it shouldn't just be one or the other, one or the other. It should right. be, let's, let's, yeah go between these things i think that's a good point i think that's a good point that you can do both because people may think with transitions that we're having here that oh no is this the way it's always going to be because if you if this isn't your jam yeah you may be nervous but actually it's just bringing in like a different flavor yeah but we're going to do both and yeah the way i explain it is like genre of music you know i like country music and i like rap music but you know, there's moments when I'm like, oh gosh, I can't, I can't stand rap right now. Yeah. And I'm listening to country for a yep. while, and then I'm like, oh gosh, this, I'm getting sick of this. And I go back to rap, like, oh yeah, this is, this is refreshing. And thankfully, there's a lot of country rap crossovers now. <laughs> now so there you, is. You don't have to switch back and forth. <laughs> now there definitely is. Well, so the flip side, what Allison was saying of like people that love topical who yeah. are like, oh no, I'm, you know, like this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I'm used to. The flip side, right? All those people on Sunday who busted <laughs> out hungry. their study Bible who are like, thank God, I'm going to start highlighting stuff now. Hey. <laughs> this won't be every week. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. We are both and church. Bible, <laughs> hardcover. Had it for 30 years. Highlighters not even yeah. working. Haven't used it in so long. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Um, so let's get back to your message, Brian. Okay. You... I don't know what you can call this because I was looking at your notes when I was putting the slides together and you kind of structured this differently because you did um, like you didn't do a three point. You had your like main point, but then you did have three questions that Paul asked. Yeah. What was the what was the thought process behind answering the questions that Paul was asking? Because, I mean, the where I got those three points was through my yeah. uh, research and one of the commentaries asked those three questions. So I'm not going to say I invented it. Yeah. Asked those three questions. I'm like. Wow, that's how you can approach every letter is yeah. like 
why did this person write this letter? Like, yeah. what's that? And that's that's um, getting the context. You know, I I I believe that you know the the scripture is living and active. Yeah. But I also find it very difficult to you know find a point if we don't know why this was even yeah. why this was even written. So asking that question, like, why? What's the context? Why why does this letter even exist? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's a good thing to yeah to look into. And then the next question is. So why did he write it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so teaching that, why did he write it with the Thessalonian letter? It's because yeah. Paul received a report from Timothy that the church was going strong, and he was yeah. very encouraged and wanted to encourage. And the next goal is, the next question is, what was he trying to accomplish? Which is the, yeah. what's the point of this? Like, yeah. we know what he was doing, like why he wrote it, but what's the, yeah, what's the agenda in the yeah. in the sense? So those are the three questions. I'm like, anybody could approach any letter yeah. in the New Testament with those three questions and yeah. probably the prophets. Yeah. You answered my my following question oh, cool. when you were explaining. I was going to ask, um, in in all of Paul's letters, we kind of have an idea of the context or even like the reputation of mm. the church he's writing to. Like yes. we know the church of Philippi, like Gold Star, Paul loved them. Church of Corinth, Keep trying. Need you're, some work. Yeah, need some work. Yeah, you guys need some work. But um, is there anything else about the church of the Thessalonica? That's the one where I'm I'm confused how they got Thessalonians from Thessalonica. But um, all the other ones make sense. What was the reputation besides you guys are doing great? Here's some encouragement. Was there anything else about the church of Thessalonica you found in your research? Um, I think another one of our speakers might bring this up, so I want to go. Oh, uh, okay. too too big into detail, but uh, I mean the this area was a pretty big sized population at the time. Oh, okay, so and was near like major trading routes. Oh, so wow. for Paul, this probably was one of the most important stops to make because yeah. of all the different people traveling to this to Thessalonica. How far that gospel. Gotcha. Could spread, which he does mention in the verse ten verses that your your faith, your hope, and your love is being yeah. known everywhere. I just did it. Yeah, you, <laughs> I just did it. faith, love, and hope is being gotcha. spread gotcha. everywhere. Um, but but from what I gather from First Thessalonians, it's just a church yeah. that this first letter. We haven't gone to the second letter, but this first letter was just like three to six weeks removed yeah. from him being there and leaving. So I don't know if he even has enough time. For reputation outside of the faith, love, and hope. Gotcha. A lot of connecting flights in Thessalonica. Pretty big city. Pretty big. Yeah, yeah okay. pretty big Just city. Just want to make sure. Um, so you went through the 10 verses. Mm-hmm. I was curious, because in your notes, you had me separate like each verse into slides. And I was like, I don't know how he's going to use that first verse like to break that down anymore. And I, you didn't. You just I, skipped yeah, right I to did, two. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I think in, in our, all of our... like. Uh, exegesis classes it's like all right you you can break down the first verse but usually it's just like hey a greeting yeah (laughs) to you how you doing i will say there is a lot to teach yeah about the greeting but i'm like okay go into it we have a podcast for this purpose what can you teach from the first verse (laughs) gotta pull up your notes (laughs) i mean i i have the notes dang man you went all in while brian's looking that up allison you we'll just have about, a chat yeah, here. How are you doing? <laughs> Greetings from Hayden to to Allison. <laughs> to Allison, the servant. great lady. Yeah. <laughs> faithful servant of the Lord. No, I want to be called the great lady. The or great which, lady. Which, uh, which epistle was that? That was uh, Timothy, oh, probably. 
Oh, Timothy. I thought you were talking about Lydia. Is no, it? I think I think he's referencing the church gotcha. as the great, great lady, lady. But I don't think we should refer to you as a great lady. Then. Dang it! <laughs> you, we're ready for you, Brian. Yeah, ready? You okay, it? back. So uh, you know, going to this greeting. This is a uh, a typical greeting for yeah. uh, like an ancient letter of writing. Yeah. Um, I love if we bring it up into think of when we write emails. Yeah. Except for I feel like the millennial generation is destroying the concept of emails. Yes, I, they are. I, 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 I know. do, I do I know. believe that. I text my people my age, and then if there's anyone older than me, I just send them emails because I think that's what they'd appreciate. But, but even do. like when we respond to emails, like technically, you know, you say, hey, or yeah. you say the person's name, yeah. comma, and then you start, you know, with yeah. your email. Or you're like me and you just text back, hey, I got your email. Yeah. <laughs> Let me answer your question. But even, even when you, like, that person responds to your email. Yeah. Then you, sorry, I got a phone call. Uh, Please don't take it right now. Then when when you re, when they respond, they'll go, "Oh, hey Brian, comma," and they go, "Yeah." Are you supposed to go, "Hey blank, comma," and then respond? But I feel <laughs> yeah. like the millennial generation has just turned email back into yeah. texting, where there's yeah. not the proper greeting. So you still understand it. <laughs> right? They're so polite, though. Those older people. Yeah, I feel so like well taken care of when an older person emails me. Yes. I'm like, wow, you, you care about how my emails, re- you know, yeah. like usually they usually emails, have, though. They usually have like paragraphs where those millennials yeah. are just like one long yeah. paragraph. No <laughs> punctuation. <laughs> yeah. Well, Run off. Yeah. Run on sentences. <laughs> it's complete. Yeah. Go so, for it, Emojis. <laughs> so, Go you on. Know, it's a typical greeting, um, yeah. how a letter would be written, the who who's writing it, who they're writing to, and a, like a blessing. To yes. this place, and then um, one of the big things that I, I, you can look into is how it calls you know this the church yep. of the Thessalonians. So you can look up into the Greek word of ecclesia to figure out like who are they calling church? Is this yep. like is there a big church? Are they calling the, the who like the leaders? Um, you know, part of the you know, yeah big capital C church. Yep. So you can look into is this lowercase C or is this Hmm. capital C church. Yeah. Um, but you can look into Ecclesia and how many, that word and like how it just connects, connects all the members of the Christian family together. I yeah. think uh, Stephen uses it uh, to identify, uh, like bringing, identifying us even within the same relationship of the, the Israelites in the wilderness. Mm. So when you use the term Ecclesia, you're, it's, is bringing the whole community yeah. into one. Yep. So it's not just this church. Like yeah. when when somebody when you want to when you use the word ecclesia, you're bringing the whole family together. Yeah. Big reunion. So yeah, I didn't. Didn't want to go that deep <laughs> into, into that in the you're sermon. Like, That's hey, what the podcast is for. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> I'll get to so verses nine, <laughs> the, the next nine verses. That's what's so hard about doing like a 10 verse chunk is yeah. I, you probably could write, uh, you can make, make a sermon on just the context of this letter, Yeah, right. to be honest with you. In the comments below, do you guys want to see a four year First Thessalonians <laughs> series? Just, that was a sample <laughs> Why you get every Why Sunday for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's sweet. So you started verse two and then I believe... I'm going to really try and test my memory. Verse three is where we get labor of love, mm. uh, steadfastness, works. hope, and works, works of, of faith. Yeah. yeah. Not words of faith. Works, works of, of faith. faith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> works of faith. So that's where, like, I mean, that's not 
all that you center your your message around. But that's kind of the meat of yeah. your message is those three. And it's interesting because it's like right off the bat. You have a second verse. I don't – sorry, I don't have the verses memorized. But you have a second verse and then just the third verse, and that's kind of where we camp out at. Yeah. Um, Did you find yourself after – Doing the third verse, being like, "All right, well, I guess that's my message. Yeah. What do I do for the, the next <laughs> seven verses?" Or like, what, was it not that challenging? So actually, it was challenging because, yeah. uh, I mean, to be honest with you, you can make three sermons out of works of faith, yeah, uh, labor of love, yeah. and steadfastness of hope. So, uh, but I didn't want to like I, I wanted to camp there for a little mm-hmm. bit because, you know, as I said in the message, you know, some people have those three words somewhere yeah whether it's tattooed on their <laughs> body bathroom. or somewhere Eat, pray love <laughs> faith hope love Lo- yeah Lo- faith love hope um in which i i think i was telling Eat, pray love yeah, i think i was telling allison that we can put in our own words of what faith is like i mean yeah. before digging deep into this letter if i said faith if i seen a picture yeah. or of the writings faith love and hope i would see faith like yeah believe in jesus love yeah, yeah like love your neighbors and hope um have hope for the future yeah um, but when you look at it, I mean, Paul tells us exactly what they are, the work of faith, where it's like, you know, because of our faith, when you like when you see the faith now on the wall, it's like, yeah. hey, that means that if I do believe in Jesus, people should be seeing that. My actions yeah. should be speaking that mm-hmm. I am a follower of Jesus. When you see love, it's a good reminder, and, you know, Jesus even stated this, um, to love everyone, and that's not an easy task. Yeah, it's it is it is a labor of love to mm-hmm. show Jesus's love. I think he's you know the big example himself yeah. of how hard it was to love. I mean, even um, before we filmed, you're doing your accent back there, but <laughs> Jesus, my British Jesus, yeah, yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, the British Jesus, but how you know, please forgive them. Yeah, that was a labor of love. You know. I don't think anybody, like, seeing their death mm-hmm. in front of them and seeing how they're being treated with their last few breaths yeah. and last few words is going to say, hey, forgive them, because they really don't know yeah. how to do so. I mean, Jesus is our demonstration of the labor of love and mm-hmm. the hope, the steadfastness of hope, which is endure because, you know, we are waiting for Jesus yeah. to come. That one is fun for me, too, because I believe this, this is my opinion. So those of you watching, get your own, please. Don't just adopt a mind. Um, You're a little too sassy this morning. Uh, I truly believe that when Paul wrote this, mm-hmm. uh, I think I, I think it changed in the Philippian letter, but I think in this letter, Paul thought that Jesus was going to return mm. in his lifetime. Mm. Yeah. I think, so yeah. when he's writing Steadfastness of Hope, I think, you know, Paul is saying, like, guys, Just a week more, guys. Yeah, just, One more just, week. We're so close. <laughs> We're so close. It was like finishing 2020, right? <laughs> you guys, we got this. Just yeah. keep hanging on. <laughs> you had a couple old Thessalonian church members on their porch being like, I don't I don't think that Paul uh, guy was right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought he was coming yeah. back to today. I don't think. I think when you read the Philippian letter, because yeah. I do believe in that letter, I think he's in Rome when he wrote that. Because that's when he was in chains. Yeah. We'll get that with the fact checker yeah. by the end of the episode. Oh, our producer, <laughs> producer. <Yeah. laughs> um, but when I see steadfast of hope, it just looks. I look at it and go, man, I, I, I do think that Paul, yeah, thought Jesus was mm-hmm. returning imminent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting that you talked about separating faith, love, and hope. You like you're saying you could do three week series right there on just those three. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a reason why Paul 
did one sentence with all of those, like one verse with all of those in it, instead of separating it out, right? Like, because mm-hmm. obviously we see it and we're like, that's really important. But Paul just kept it. And obviously I know that verses are after the fact. Like Paul wasn't writing one, two, three when he was writing I have this. a speculation. Or do you have an answer? Please go. There's speculation? Yeah. What if he's setting it up like, hey, um, faith, hope, faith, love, and hope, right? <laughs> he's yeah. stating so. that at the front, and the rest of the letter explains how. Mm-hmm. Like, let yeah. me show you, or I can detail what that looks like. I can yeah. talk about labor of love. I can talk about works of faith, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so stay yeah. tuned and find out. Exactly. And that's that's kind of my thought is like if if we go through this whole book mm-hmm. and Brian you've just kind of laid the framework for that and then we go deeper into it kind of Paul's idea is like let's just set the groundwork and then throughout the letter you're going to learn more about these three and how to do those mm-hmm. three and and also how important it is to have all three in your life instead of just like right. man I am I'm a love guy, you know, <laughs> faith and hope, not my, not my business, but love, I can do that. Yeah. Or like vice versa, right? Like right. I got hope, but I don't love anybody around me. Right. I've just got hope in Jesus. Yeah. And one thing to also remember is, you know, we, we're getting a letter and, and if you look through the New Testament yeah. letters that Paul wrote, mm. we're not getting anything that he actually said to this church. So in Thessalonica, he was in Thessalonica for three weeks preaching yeah. the gospel. I have no idea what he said. Yeah. In those times. This is just a letter he wrote in retrospect. Yeah. Or like or Yeah, so who yeah. knows like up. he could bring up these three virtues and if you oh. read um many of Paul's letters, he these three virtues are common when it comes to ideal Christian characteristics. Yeah. Um the, so he could have in those 3 weeks in any location he was at at the church could have been preaching mm-hmm. faith, love and hope. Mm-hmm. So to him it's like I'm just going to say the words because you you know yeah. right. what I mean, and, um, yeah. and that's what's a hard that's a hard thing about getting uh, reading these letters for us today is yeah th- like they're in our Bibles and they're for us to read, but mm-hmm. and obviously we believe the Holy Spirit yeah was speak was writing through Paul for the ecclesia, um, but this was a letter to a church that yeah. we are reading like this was this was written for them yeah we're trying to gather it up put ourselves in their shoes, in their world, yeah. which is, you know, a, a hermeneutics technique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go and put their shoes on and then bridge it into our world today. So yeah. there's a lot of things that Paul would, you know, reference or even Jesus would reference that his audience would completely mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. that we are like, I, I don't yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you said bridge, it took me back to our textbook. Where it, <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> the two cities on the other side of yes. the river. And then the, what was the, it, Context Bridge? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I loved when you used that yeah. word in your sermon, though, because yeah. I was like, Let's "Okay, now it. here Let's comes the bridge." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I like that because it yeah it is difficult, right? Because you you hear some of these these letters and yeah. you read them yourself, like especially if you're like a younger Christian or like this is something that you haven't really spent a lot of time in. You read it and you're like, "This was a way different setting. There's a way different culture. There's so many different things. How do I really like?" take this into my own How life. does it apply to me? Yeah, and one of the biggest challenges of exegetical sermons is the application, right? Yes, that very is the, difficult. Topical is super easy to have application. Exegetical, 
sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle to find the points, right? Because you don't want to speak where the Bible hasn't spoke on some of these things or pull your own application out of it. So, um, I mean, and to be honest with you, I was, when I first wrote this sermon, or not wrote it, but when I was first diving into it, I was actually going to break this up into a three-point sermon of of what I was going to do is uh, hearers, doers, but I was also going to say beers, but then I realized that writing that down would be beers. So, <laughs> so I was gonna do like a B hyphen yeah, ERS, years, but I'm like, yeah. you know, I might just be sticky. Put, that's I might a good put that. Sticky. I, know, I right? like it. I might have just put it becomers, but becomers. Yeah. That's because you you see three big things. This church heard the word. Yep. And it says that they became imitators. So, yep. so I look at that as you know they're copying yeah. the the disciples and we're doing the work. But then it says they became examples. Yeah. So that for me, I was like, oh, that means they're now. Yeah. They're disciples. They're 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 examples just like Paul and Silas were. But when I look at the context, I'm like, oh, that's actually taking it a little bit out of context. Yeah. Because when you look at imitators, Paul is literally talking about sharing in the suffering of persecution yeah. going on in the time. It's not you, I mean, we can look at it. Obviously they are imitating the works and the yep. sharing of the gospel that Paul was doing, but that's pulling that's taking yep. me bringing something into it. Literally with the context yeah. Paul is talking about persecution yep. and the imitators and examples i'm like yeah that's that's me making the yep kind of making it fun but that's not yeah. what it's literally doing saying. the wrong bridge yeah yeah and so that's that's <laughs> and that's the difficult thing about that one's a toll bridge it, <laughs> you don't want to go on that one you don't want to go on the toll bridge you don't want to go on the toll bridge <laughs> take the free one um, and that's the difficult thing about uh exegetical work is yeah. you have an idea and you're like oh gosh literally I can't. Literally legitimately support this. this. Yeah, it's like literally not saying this, but I can make yeah. it say this. So do I try or do I stick with mm-hmm. what's happening? And so I decided I'm going to stick with it, even though I would love loved the hearers, yeah. doers, and beers. Yeah. I um, liked your, um, you set it up by talking about how somebody, a supervisor comes in to kind of do a check on like, yeah. hey, surprise, pop quiz on how you're all doing here yeah. on this you know, whatever rubric it is, you use the example of working in a medical facility and how somebody Mm. just pops in and does a, you know, check on if you guys are washing your hands or whatever it is. Um, And then getting a report afterwards. And then I would assume that if you guys got written up for anything, you'd make the changes, right? So you'd start washing your hands or whatever it was. That's, that is so funny because I never actually heard the whole beginning of your, of your message. Cause every time we started, I was like, you know, making sure the cameras were good, checking the live stream. So I always heard you mention like, Oh, we didn't like it when state came in. Is that how you said it? Yeah. State. I didn't even put two and two together. You're talking about like the check-in aspect and kind of what Paul's doing. Like Paul's not, terrifying to the church of Thessalonica like oh gosh what's Paul gonna do he's gonna shut us down but I never when you said that I was like wow <laughs> did Paul ever do that he did we don't have, that's, just, that's why we don't yeah. have the but first the, we're gonna find yeah. you <laughs> that's why we don't have the church for Laodicea because well, that whole yeah, letter yeah. that was shutting yeah. the church down yep. <laughs> that well yeah naturally so um I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but I just had this thought, and maybe you guys can tell me if I'm way off base here or if I'm totally wrong, but um, you mentioned that we don't know what the sermon was hmm. that Paul preached to the church of Thessalonica. Um, do you think it's possible that Paul 
might have had like one of the first New Testament like exegetical sermons. Like, is it possible that he could have just came back and like preached Sermon on the Mount, but like with his own insight on it? Well, I don't time timeline wise, I don't think the gospel. This was were. like sixty four A D. But yeah. they but it's word of mouth at that point. Yeah, I so I'm I'm gonna say no. My opinion. Okay, no. no. Get your own. Um, <laughs> because Paul's job was to preach. Like there was a calling on yeah. his life. If you look at uh, when Jesus literally gave him his sight back, yeah. and Jesus uh, tell, told Ananias that Paul yeah. was coming in, and I was just like, "What are you doing? This guy's been killing everybody." Yeah. Um, Jesus said, "I've chosen Paul to be the voice for the Gentiles." Mm-hmm. So I think Paul actually had to preach more of the Gentile world, the mm-hmm. non-Jewish world. So yeah. I think Sermon on the Mount was more for a Jewish audience. Okay. Um, I don't think Paul would have brought in that. He would have obviously shared stories of Jesus, but yeah. I don't think he would have, in this church, brought up Old Testament quotes, but he was preaching the synagogue, so maybe he would yeah. have. But he was a voice for the Gentiles. Yeah. So that's... There's hmm. a possibility. Yeah. Well, and I was just thinking how pastors will say, oh, I heard another another pastor say this. How interesting would it be to hear like Peter or Paul say like, oh, Jesus was telling me this. And they just write a whole sermon about right, it. Right. Instead of having all original material. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that the Holy Spirit yeah. instructed Paul, right? I mean, didn't yeah. he take him away for a period of years even yeah. Yeah, to yeah. instruct he was, him? He was gone for a while. And then he was launched out into the yeah. mission field. Yeah, I'm with always, all new material, all I don't know. I was always intrigued by that. I actually yeah. asked our one of our preaching professors, who's now the president of the school, this question. Dr. V. In, in, in hermeneutics, because, yeah. you know, in hermeneutics, you're, you're taught to grab Scripture and preach the same mood of Scripture is what, that, what I learned in that class. Dr. V, if you're watching this, and that's not the point of the class, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's retroactively changing your grade in that yeah. class. <laughs> Fail. I lost my degree. <laughs> um, but I always ask, like, isn't it weird that we're preaching what they wrote, but mm-hmm. they weren't preaching that? Yeah. Like, they actually, like, Paul had his own sermons. Like, what? Yeah. We're, today, we as preachers, we grab the word and we preach the word, and everybody wants the word. And if we're not mm-hmm. using the word, we get criticized for not using yeah. the word. But that's not what Paul had. Yeah. There's a chance that Paul was a really good letter writer, but a really bad preacher. Like, did Paul write his letters and go, now I'm going to preach my letter? That would be an interesting... We're just reading manuscripts of sermons that he <laughs> delivered in front of these churches. But in a way, if you look back at the sermons that we do see in the New Testament, you know how often they're referring back to ancient scriptures, they are, right? Yeah. They're like, as it was said, you've heard yeah. it said, blah, yeah. blah, blah, but I tell you, da-da-da. Yeah. And so they were using yeah. um, original manuscript or whatever, yeah. and then also um, interpreting it for the context at the time, for their audience, mm-hmm. for their... Yeah. You know, whatever the culture was yeah, at that the, time. Great example of that is Hebrews. I think of Hebrews, how many Old Testament yeah. references are in Hebrews. But like chapter one of Hebrews, is that one sermon that we turn 20 sermons into based on one sermon? Is yeah, I've always, I was always like, the unpacking curious. of it all. I was always curious by that because, you know, we almost as a church get criticized yeah. for not using God's word. Like you need to bring up verses, you need to preach verses, which yeah. I agree. I, you, I think everybody on staff knows that. I love God's word. But I also like take a step back and go, that's not what they did. It's yeah. not what Paul did when he went through through his first yeah. churches. He truly had the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. speaking through him. Now I do believe that the point the the truths of then yeah. of the truth today 
he was preaching those truths. Yeah. yeah. I just want to know. I want to hear him preach. I want to yeah. know, like, what did you say? And yeah. how did you say it? And, like, what did you use? Like, as we say yeah. in, in Ephesians said this. Like, I want to know, did he go, and I heard Peter, an apostle yeah. of Jesus, say this about this this food and unclean yeah. food. And, like, did like did, was he using the oral stories yeah. that were going on? Or was Holy yeah. Spirit just speaking through him the yeah. points but i want i want to hear that and i also want to hear apollos preach mm. if you guys uh know that the how paul had to address that people preferred apollos preaching i want to know yeah. like what was his style referring, yeah what was he good at like you're referring to the god of sun apollo not apollos. apollos i don't know who that is but um <clears throat> anyways i was apollos that you would pronounce it that way that was a Paul. That was, that was a terrible. I'm sorry. That was really bad. <laughs> it was a stretch. If our producer could cut yeah. that. Please cut that section out. <laughs> um, thanks, Brian. Thanks for pointing that out. I was going to say something, but I completely forgot it because that joke just completely flopped. So <laughs> if you guys have something to talk about, I'll think about what I was going to ask. But um, yeah, go for it. Oh, I remember what, what I was going to say. Did you like my little oh light bulb moment right there? And then um, it was like yeah. mini. Oh, um, anyways, the, the through line for this series, which I think is really cool is, um, it's the whole reason that we read our Bibles, right? The, the truths oh, the for tr- them uh-huh. are the truths for today. Cause I think that kind of, that's where the value of the Bible comes, right? If, if you're just to look at it and be like, well, this doesn't apply to me. I'm not in this context. I didn't live in the middle East, you know, 2000 years ago, blah, blah, blah. This doesn't matter. You're not going to read your Bible, but the hard work that you two and Scott and is there anybody else? Is just the three of you? Oh, it's really just the three of us that ever work hard at the scripture. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about for this series. Are you guys? Oh, for the series. Yeah, Uh, we may have a couple of guest speakers. speakers. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, what's cool is you guys are. We only like the word. I don't know what you're doing over there with your worship music. Yeah, no, there's no scripture based for my, my worship music. Um. No, but what's cool is like you three plus guest speakers will be doing the hard work of why you should be reading the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And I think as a congregation, the challenge will be like, okay, they were able to take all of this book and they're able to find these really relevant, applicable things mm-hmm. for our lives, which hopefully is either an encouragement or mm-hmm. even like a how-to on yeah. read your Bible because That's cool. That's what you can find – that Brian's found and Allison's found mm-hmm. and Scott's found and insert guest speaker name here found is what I can find in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I just have to learn how to read my Bible, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it is, I don't want to, I don't want to say like what, what we're doing is easy by any means. It, it, I think it's difficult to read a chapter of a Bible, um, like a New Testament letter or whatever, and kind of figure out, like, what can I take away from it? It's really easy to hear someone preach and say, oh, cool, they found the application for me. But I think Brian and, and, and Allison, you would agree that it is rewarding when you're able to read it and be like, okay, I get this, right? Because this, these books were written for all Christians, but the letters weren't written for us. They were written mm-hmm. for a context, a different people. And that's kind of the rewarding um, nature of mm-hmm. finding something that's applicable to you is like, oh, Virginia. I did the work, I prayed, the whole like Holy Spirit revealed what I needed to hear from this. And I think that's awesome that we're doing this series that's letters to a young church, but there's so many values to it. How to read your Bible, 
mm-hmm. um, how to how to read something and get something from it. Because and one of the things about this particular time frame that we're in right now yeah. is that we're in between groups. Um, yeah, we're in between trimesters for groups. Yeah. And ordinarily, like you could have this discussion unpacking a, a Sunday sermon with your yeah. small group and you could be like, how does it apply to you? What did you, what did you guys learn yeah. from it? What stood out to you? You know, you always did the study questions for the small groups and you can even go deeper yeah. in that way too. But yeah. at this point in time, we're kind of in between. Yeah. But anyhow, that's another way to get to yeah. like mine the gold out of yes. the scriptures yeah. is to do it with, with others mm-hmm. using yeah. Brian's, study questions well and i think also like when you mine the gold right and Mm -hmm. all the other uh like minerals fall away and you Mm -hmm. get the gold i think when you've read through it and revealed Mm -hmm. what it is you're supposed to learn from it all the stuff that's laying on the ground those rocks that you had to break through they start to make more sense yeah you're like why did why did why was this even in here like Mm -hmm. i have that question a lot when i read through the bible is like i think brian and i've had conversations about that like certain verses like why is this here like it makes no sense and then you read through the the book and you, you read, I mean, I feel like with New Testament letters, you kind of have to read them multiple times. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that, like soak method, where you read through it, you pray, then you read through it again, highlight different things, and like mm-hmm. you just go over it over and over. And then these weird mm-hmm. verses mm-hmm. start to make a lot of sense. Some mm-hmm. never do. And <laughs> people speculate on what the meaning is. But yeah. I think that this, that this series is going to be great for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think also just kind of, reigniting people's mm-hmm. passion for reading their Bible mm-hmm. and, and learning from, you know, the letters and the Gospels and all of that. So mm-hmm. Another thing is um, that we learn in school that we yeah. probably said a lot is Scripture interprets Scripture. Yeah. So if there's anything coming up uh, that you're like, man, why is this in here? Yeah. Go look at other works in Scripture yeah. and see, is, is this similar somewhere else? What were they saying here yeah. that could also be here? Like even you know, First Thessalonians, um, the background that I got from this that I, I shared in the sermon, I just got from the book of Acts when yeah. Paul was in Thessalonica and yeah. then kicked out at night and then went to Corinth. So yeah. like scripture interprets scripture. If we <clears throat> if we look at it for like a letter or mm-hmm. a book by itself, then yeah. we might be a little bit confused. But when yeah. we actually like look at the overall works and like, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That's what was happening. Scripture so, interprets scripture. I love it, Brian. Dr. V. Um, Dr. Copley. In the words of Steve Crane, to give this podcast legs. <laughs> uh, I say that on Thursdays. <laughs> you do? <laughs> Does he say that? Yeah, he I says, don't remember that. He says, is that where I got it from? He says, like, let's give this sermon legs whenever he goes into application, which I think is just funny because I think of the message with little legs. But um, <laughs> my my application for this, or maybe not application, but just like maybe action steps. If, if someone's listening to this podcast and – it's not too late to start a New Year's resolution. Maybe someone wants to read their Bible more or get into that practice of reading. And it doesn't have to just be the Bible, but maybe like um, Christian books, right? Like written by Christian authors that, that dive into Scripture. What would you two recommend? Um, maybe it would be to kind of follow our mm-hmm. our preaching s- schedule of like, hey, if you want to start reading your Bible this year, we'd recommend start in First Thessalonians, go along with us, or... Maybe if someone's maybe a newer Christian in First Thessalonians might be a little bit of a challenge. Would you guys have any recommendations? I know Brian would probably recommend Numbers or Leviticus for easy reads. That's like a beach read kind of. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> beach read for yeah. Brian. I actually was thinking, you know, if we 
we're we're a teeny bit understaffed at this moment. Yeah. Um, had we had a little more horsepower, yeah. it would have been cool to put together a Bible reading plan yeah. that corresponded to the series. Yeah. And it's not. I mean, it's not. Um, you know rocket science to to put this together but it would be cool to help the church track with us where we're at so like imagine walking into a sunday service having already read yeah that scripture for the week or whatever and that your mind is a lot easier yeah well it's like (laughs) then people are are not being brought all the way up to speed it's like they already are current with the topics at hand um and the holy spirit's already been doing that work yeah um so yeah, regrets. If I could yeah. dial back, maybe I would have, and maybe we'll do that for Galatians That'd be when fun. we get yeah. there. We could do something fun for that. And yeah, just as simple as these are the verses you should read. Yeah. Um, but if there's a book, would you recommend First Thessalonians right now? Yeah, because okay. that's what we're talking about. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> and you just—I don't say, know. What about you? I mean, yeah. if you're a new Christian, of course you always start with John. I was going to say John. Yeah, John. Yeah, yeah, I mean, John. <laughs> for three years. For three years, just read that over and over again. Yeah, and that actually, I always love how John emphasizes love, and I do believe yeah. that that is something that we haven't heard much of in the Christian church lately. So yeah. the more that we can be brought to a spirit of love and yeah. a unity of love, I think that's actually a great value for yeah for this time. You're talking about John the Apostle? My husband, John. That's what I thought you were going for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so John and First yeah. Thessalonians, is that same I answer get, for I you, Brian? Say, okay. I would say it would be kind of cool to do a First John and mm. then John. Like, check out John at the end of his life yeah. to, to see what he had to say and then do the rewind of like, yeah. all right, here's the journey that On this, and off this old man went through. That'd be a good movie. Ooh. You're a little screenwriter, aren't you? Chosen, season four. <laughs> uh, just for fun, if someone's like, I know how to read the Bible. Like, I'm just, I know it. What's a book you'd recommend? Like, what would be the most challenging book for you to really, like both of you, would be to to pull value from? I love Isaiah. I mean, Isaiah, I think it's complicated because complicated. it speaks to future, speaks to present. Yeah. So somebody who is, um, you know, well-versed in approaching scripture, I think it would be a good exercise. Yeah. Isaiah. Say Esther. 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 Because, I mean, Esther is an amazing book to read, but also going, okay, what can I pull from from my life in the book book of Esther? So, yeah, I'll say Esther. Yeah. In the Old Testament really like changes like it's like those uh those photos where you look at it and it's like a blue dress oh and yeah you look away and then it's a gold dress you know that you know those photos brian <laughs> I've, I've or is it the two faces or yeah, a face you yeah, know exactly <laughs> that, that, uh, that's more because the gold dress blue dress was yeah. i've never i've never seen seen the other color the dress. other color but i think it's interesting is if you read the old testament right a lot of it you're like what in the world is this and then you read the new <laughs> testament and you go back, you're like, I see Jesus in all of this. Yeah. Jesus yeah. is literally everywhere in the Old Testament. But if you don't have the understanding and knowledge of Jesus, you read the Old Testament, you're like, this is really boring. And I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> right? So Am much law. No, 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 yeah. no. It's true. Because yeah. you're like, I thought, where's where's the love, right? Because, yes, exactly. you know, I see the law, where's the love? Yeah. <laughs> Take it, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's true. Like, you read the Old Testament, and you're like, 
there's other value here, but it's all pair, like not all, sorry. Most of it is like parallels to Jesus, right? It was mm-hmm. applicable to um, the Hebrews and the Jewish nation. But when you go back and read it, you're like, wow, Jesus, like they, feels like a really good movie where they're just foreshadowing the arrival of this character that was going to save th- everything. I think I, uh, if anybody wants to be diving deeper too, I mean, obviously scripture is the first yeah. place to go, but an additional resource yeah. for appreciating. Um, I love what the Bible Project is doing yeah, these Bible days. Project's Their great. podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> is second to ours yeah. in terms of like. Yeah, so you could also be part be part of the follow up. <laughs> it's dynamic. I mean, finish at- this podcast, then go to the Bible Project. Right. <laughs> But they have legit, I just finished yeah. their uh, characteristics of God, and they mm. talk through, like, let's talk about the anger of God. Yeah. And, like, let's go through the scripture that talks about that, and let's yeah. understand why in the Old Testament there seemed to be a lot of anger. Like, yeah. what was that all about? Is that yeah. the same God of love? You know, yeah. and I just, I love the work that they do. Yeah, and when you guys were talking about your Old Testament books that you mm-hmm. would um, that you would recommend if, mm-hmm. like, you know... Um, I can't remember the actual book, but it was one of the books that I always skipped over because I was like, I don't really understand what. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Judah Smith did a, a series on it, and Judah Smith, I don't know if you've noticed this, Brian. He, I think he, I don't know if he does it as much anymore, but he used to do like character messages, hmm. and it was always he always picked characters that I'm like, what's the point of hmm. talking about this person? Like mm-hmm. the the first example, and I think one of his greatest messages was, uh, um, what's his name? Nehemiah. This oh. Barabbas message. I was like, what is the point oh, that yeah. we spend so much time on Barabbas? Then he talks about it and talks about, like, we are Barabbas, mm-hmm. you know, like, the people chose Barabbas, mm-hmm. they killed Jesus, and kind of talking about that parallel between us. But there's um, an Old Testament prophet. Maybe you guys will under- will be able to help me with it. He marries a prostitute. Yes. Which book Hosea. is that? Hosea. Hosea. And what's his wife's name? It's oh, always it's not a pretty name. It's producer. <laughs> yeah, producer. Producer. Yeah. But anyways, I he did a message on that and I was like, I've never heard a message on Hosea. So I listened to it and I was like, this is so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just completely parallels our relationship with Jesus That's right. in an Old Testament book. And you're like, what was the point of this? And you you go back, yeah. you come back to the book and yeah. you're like, wow, this is all Jesus. So, Have you ever read Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers? No. She puts in uh, fiction form or narrative yeah. form basically the story of Hosea. Gomer. Oh. Is it Gomer? Oh, I was just going to do yeah. that. Come on. <laughs> I had it. I imagine she was a very pretty lady, <laughs> just not a pretty name. <laughs> I was all ready to Sorry, like, hear the Sorry, I got the point. Gosh, yeah. Gomer. That's but awesome. Anyhow, Francine Rivers yeah. wrote a very compelling book illustrating that that redemptive love. Yes. And it, it breaks your heart Yeah, over and over. When so, I heard his message, I was like, holy crap. I've always just given this book like a, a pass, like I'm, no, I'll come back to it yeah. eventually. And when I heard his message, I imagine the same thing with Francine Rivers' mm-hmm. book. Like, it's insane. It's mm-hmm. like one of the best books when I'm, you know. And it's all through. about love. Yeah. And forgiveness. Yes. And love, love and, forgiveness. and forgiveness. Yeah. So I think that we have gone on. Way. Uh, Allison actually has somewhere to be in three minutes. Oh, wow. This is perfect timing then. We'll just wrap it up right here. Awesome. Um, Thank I'll, you. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, can you uh, just give us a short little preview? You already talked about Pastor's Heart, but like anything else you want to share about <laughs> this Sunday's message? Um, what's fun about this message coming up, it talks about how um, a pastor loves 
their their people like a mother loves their children. And so I was kind of excited to talk about this because at this point I'm the only mother on, you know, this little team here. So I I was kind of excited to talk about that and just remember my love for my own children and then how it's similar to Mm -hmm. how a pastor loves. But um, yeah, there's like a pastor's part and then there's like, the people's part. Yeah. We each have a role in this body, you know, in yeah. this in this community or this family here. It's not just top yeah. down. It's like side to side. Yeah. And anyhow, it's going to be good. That's awesome. When you guys were putting together the speaking order, was it like, okay, how do we decide who goes first? And you guys read through it, and Brian was like, oh, it says mother here, Allison. That's You should do that one, or... <laughs> Did it just? Or did I you, sort of dipped that one. Yes, she, <laughs> yes, she did. Did you want to do it, Brian? I would have liked it. Yeah, I feel like it's going to sound I would like it, all verses. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's not saying much. You just never want to give it up. I was, I was just kind of hoping. I was hoping we could have chalked up with the Holy Spirit. Like, oh my gosh, Allison's got the second <gasps> part. Mother's mentioned. Well, we could Allison's say that. Mother. There's also a father part in it too. So. Oh, Michael gotcha. and I could do it. You're yeah. kind I can't. You're, you're, there might Being be a father is so foreign. To there me. might be yeah. a video editor. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Anyways, uh, really looking forward yeah. to your message. Thank you. If people want to start this impromptu reading plan, what verses should they read for this Sunday? So I'm doing First Thessalonians two. So Thessalonians if you two. want to dive into you're doing that. the whole thing, yeah, basically, okay, yeah, basically the whole thing. That's what I just did with one. Yeah. All right, not so not eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I made a mistake. I'm human. Um, so if you want to catch up, you got a few days to read chapters one and then chapters two, um, and then you can be ready to go for Allison's message. Yep. Maybe you could read. And if one. I get COVID, yeah. one of you can just pop up here and you give the message. So Brian's I mean, calling dibs. So <laughs> you're always ready. So yeah, um, read the first chapter. Maybe go back and listen to Brian's message. Um, and then read chapter two, be ready for Sunday. And um, from there on out, it'll just kind of follow that line. So I'm like that person in a play who knows all the lines, just ready. The yeah. understudy. Yeah. I didn't know the name. Yeah, understudy. <laughs> ready to just go. Just the relief in. pitcher. Yeah. In case someone were to take Thank a you. fall. Thank you. Thanks for speaking my language. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is Allison knew both contexts, the word, and you didn't know understudy, but she knew relief pitcher. I've maybe seen one play in my life. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I hope that this was beneficial and fun to just join us as we talked about Brian's message. We're going to do the same thing next week. We're not really sure how we're going to do it next week when we're going to do it, but there will be a follow-up next week. And moving forward, we're going to try and keep this going, even though our whole way of doing church has flipped overnight between <laughs> live streaming and pre-recording. <laughs> Again. Again, yeah. So, um Look forward to it. We will see you guys on Sunday. Thanks so much for listening.